Hello, this is Christy Bates of Oxford, Mississippi, welcoming you to this episode of the Deep South Dharma Podcast. Our topic this week is resilient awareness, and I've just been reflecting a lot on that in the past week or so, and have a few things to share with you around that topic. I don't have a lot to, in, in the way of announcements this week, but I will mention just briefly that there are a couple of places that you may want to um, take a look at for retreats in the upcoming year. One is Magnolia Grove Monastery in Batesville, Mississippi, has quite a few retreats, uh, or several anyway, coming up this winter and spring, and you may find them really useful. Also, Heartwood Refuge in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Um, You may remember I've done some things there before. I'll be doing some things there later this year. And you may want to just take a look though. They have a, their calendar is getting really fleshed out for 2020 um, from throughout the year. So take a look if you're interested in that. And then Flowering Lotus Meditation um, should be updating their website soon. So keep an eye on that. I'll be keeping an eye on it and let you know when registration opens for our retreat in March. But other than that, I think we'll just move on toward our topic this week, Resilient Awareness. I shared in our Oxford practice group yesterday that I have been so moved in recent weeks reflecting on how resilient we are as human beings, how adaptable and just resilient. Encountering, as I do, so many people who have been through so much and those who right now are going through so much, I experience, of course, sorrow that anyone has to go through anything. But along with that, I feel incredibly inspired getting to witness people in their capacity to transform themselves, people working to be good people despite receiving a great deal of evil in their lives, people responding creatively or bravely or patiently in the midst of whatever they're going through. In mindfulness circles, people sometimes speak of Dharma doors. These are, these are encounters, doorways, and experiences through which we receive even just a faint scent of freedom, which invites us into further seeking. For some people, a particular friend or teacher might serve as a Dharma door. For others, it may be a book, a seemingly chance encounter with meditation practice, an interview we hear or a recording that gives us a sense of lift from the mud of habitual thinking, and just a sense that, you know, this may be a path worth exploring. 
As my co-facilitator Jaya points out, Dharma doors often do have this pleasant invitational quality to them. But invitations into spiritual growth can also show up in unpleasant, unwanted ways. And through practice, we can learn to see these also are invitations, although it may sometimes feel more like being drafted than invited. In the habits of thought, speech, and behavior that make up our everyday life, we may have a spoken or unspoken sense that our resilience comes from from our families, our physical health, our entertainments, our churches or temples, or even our ability to make money. But all of these things change, all of them, as well as our capacity to enjoy and appreciate them can change. So these things are no explanation for our resilience. In fact, we often don't learn how resilient we really are until we've lost one or all of these things. If we've lived a fairly charmed life, the first difficulty to really flatten us becomes the experience that shows us our resilience. So sometimes that first really difficult thing can be our Dharma door. Sometimes we have to run headlong into those places we are powerless to discover where our power lies. Now, although the word resilient often carries the flavor of bouncing back quickly from things, I find that even when our recovery process is a slow one, the ability to somehow come back to our true nature is no less present. This phenomenon, this resilience, this ability to come home to ourselves is not explainable by religion per se, because both religious and non-religious people find it possible to access resilience if they seek it. So there must be something about the seeking. The, The seeking is itself a beginning. Just our raw desire to feel better or to understand what's happening, just the sense of curiosity about what is going on. That sense of inquiry, being able to take an interest in our difficulty, in its causes and its conditions, that in itself is a sign that we are beginning to disidentify with the difficulty, even as we study it. So from being crushed underneath the experience, we have begun to get just a little space, just enough to get out from under it and to look further to see what it is. This means we're beginning to identify less with the circumstances that have changed and more with our capacity to live in awareness. It is awareness that provides the space for helpful, creative responses to life. And so I thought it would be useful to continue to look at the characteristics of awareness and also useful to introduce you to some resources for increasing your connection to awareness and also the habit of remembering to be aware, which is mindfulness. You may remember if you heard it a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you the advice that the Buddha gave to his own son, Rahula, around not identifying with experience. 
I'll just use a brief, just one element to remind you here. But you'll remember the Buddha used the elements of earth, water, fire, air, and space to make his point. Rahula, develop meditation that is like the earth. For when you develop meditation that is like the earth, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Just as people throw clean things and dirty things on the earth, and the earth is not repelled, humiliated, and disgusted because of that, so too, Rahula, when you develop meditation that is like the earth, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. And of course, the Buddha makes those same statements about the other other elements of nature, showing his son that when we encounter both positive and negative experiences, as if we are simply nature itself, we are not diminished, humiliated, or repelled. Now, to make it clearer how awareness gives us our resilience, I'm going to give you this excerpt again, but instead of the word mind, I'm going to use another word that could be used in translation, awareness. Rahula, when you develop meditation that is like the earth, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your awareness and remain. Just as people throw clean things and dirty things on the earth, and the earth is not repelled, humiliated, and disgusted because of that, so, too, when you develop meditation that is like the earth, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your awareness and remain. And I want to be sure that you notice he's not saying that these things we consider good or bad, clean or dirty, positive or negative, he's not saying they don't come into awareness. They do. We encounter them. He's saying, though, that they don't invade awareness and remain. They can't sort of, without our cooperation, they can't put us under siege. They can't put down a flag and hold fort there. So as long as we hold ourselves from this spacious place where we can have this experience that who we really are is not diminished or spoiled, then things can come in and out of awareness, but they don't remain. They don't take over us. Now, in one of her earlier books called Faith, Sharon Salzberg writes another, uh, shares another Buddhist teaching that may give us a useful visual. She writes, quote, Awareness is like a room with no limiting dimensions. No matter how much paint gets thrown around, there is no disfiguring impact no place for it to land, unquote. So when we show up in our own lives as awareness, even if it's just for a few moments, we can encounter things, and of course we'll register them through our nervous system, however we experience them. We're built that way, but they won't stick. That non-sticky quality is what allows us to experience resilience. That non-sticky quality is an aspect of awareness. Now, one of my teachers, Megan Cowan, reminded me just last week that just because we are interconnected with all that is, 
just because we're not an isolated self cut off from the rest of the world, that doesn't mean that our experience is not individual. It is. It is as if we experience selfhood as these points in time and space, these doorways through which awareness itself experiences the world and through which awareness expresses itself into the world. When we stay with that doorway that represents our authentic, unconditioned self, hanging out with awareness, seeing what comes and goes, we don't get confused into thinking that we are the things that happen to us. And when we do experience suffering in the mental anguish sense of that word, we can know we just got confused. It's not the case that, oh, here's this thing. I have finally experienced the thing that's going to do me in. You know, I finally had the last heartbreak and I'm never going to recover from it. It just doesn't have to be that way. That only happens if we allow our sense of self to get carried away into identifying with what happened. And that happens to us all the time. That's a really common occurrence. But it's something that our practice, excuse me, can help undo. So how do we stay centered in awareness, stay connected to our true nature? In some Buddhist circles, I'll mention parenthetically, this is referred to as Buddha nature. In Christian New Testament verbiage, it's referred to by Paul as Christ in you, your hope of glory. Other traditions have their own ways of naming it. We just mean who you really are the truest expression of awareness through you as you, before the conditioning that came and stuck and hid you from yourself and hid you out of awareness. How do we develop the habitual muscle to return to awareness again and again through everything that happens? You may be thinking, I'm about to suggest developing mindfulness, and you'd be partially right about that. But I want to point you to a particular resource that is very accessible and clear and offers however much depth you want to seek. It's a booklet written by Ajahn Sachito. It's offered freely for downloading at Forest Sangha Publications. The booklet is called Clarity and Calm. So the website, it's all one word, forestsanghapublications.org. And I'll add that link. Um, to the intro information for this podcast episode. And then you just search, once you get to the webpage, you just search by the title Clarity and Calm or by the Ajahn's name, Suchito, S-U-C-I-T-T-O. So this short booklet is made up of four sections of teachings and exercises from the first and briefest exercises called Pause and Ask all the way to the lifelong exercises of resting in the here and now and meeting the world. I want to close with a brief excerpt from that booklet that I hope will encourage you to go find and use the rest of it. The Ajahn writes, No matter how big and long-term the topic is that affects you, the way you can most clearly handle it is by experiencing it as a thought, emotion, or impulse in the present. 
Then you keep watch over the aware place, the gate through which things pass. Your clearest response will arise from the other side of that gate. So Dharma doors or Dharma gates, whichever image works for you, establishing mindfulness there to be aware of what's coming and going while your sense of self remains steady, pliant, resilient. These are things that we gain from establishing mindfulness. These are things we also gain or strengthen through supports such as therapy, journaling, sharing with friends, connecting in Sangha. Let's sit with that for a minute. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Deep South Dharma Podcast. We hope you'll feel welcome to share this with anyone you think would find it useful. And as always, feel free to message us your feedback, questions, or topics of interest. Until we meet again, take good care of this body, mind, and heart.